Hello, you're listening to Common Ride with me, a podcast about sun-filled shows full of heroes. I'm James Dorrington. You can call me Kip. And I'm your expert. And I'm James Baker. I'm your newcomer. This week, we watched Common Rider Rewa, the first generation. Hen-tion. Hello there. What's going on, bro? It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a bit. Uh, Long week, but... eh. That's good. You stay busy, man. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Hard-working man. Right now, it's going to be a couple... In the future, you'll be able to see me on like a few different pods, and I'll announce those like when they happen. But um, first, probably, is going to be on Hit Me One More Time, a new like 90s nostalgia podcast where I'm going to be talking about Stargate SG-1. That's going to be fun. That's my next thing, but that sounds fun. Paul, we're both working hard right now because um, you're back to work this week, right? Yeah, I'm back in the trenches. Um, I'm not really as concerned about uh, the virus spreading like I should be. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I am a free thinker, so I have my thoughts of what's going on and what could possibly happen, and I just don't want it to get to the point that we actually have to go back into quarantine. Um, I do believe there is a virus out there. I just don't know how deadly it is. And I don't really know what the purpose of going back in, into quarantine uh, would accomplish. I mean, if it's going to spread, it's going to keep spreading no matter what. I mean, we've been away for two months straight and we go back out and we're going to go back for two months straight, come back out and catch it again. Like, I really don't understand why we would go back into quarantine, but it's a possibility that I hope that doesn't happen. But um, I guess I should be more uh more concerned but i'm i'm actually more optimistic than anything um i'm actually proud that we like we as a society went this long without destroying shit you know uh with being in quarantine and being civilized for the most part you do have a couple of morons out there that were actually you know not participating in self-quarantining and stuff like that but um i'm actually optimistic about how we all cooperated and i'm actually kind of excited to go back to work kind of not but i'm on the fence so it's interesting yeah i don't know um i think we might go back um just because like it doesn't seem like it's been long enough for it really to have gone down and i like don't want people to like get sick especially like those who like are vulnerable and i think there's a good chance that we left too soon and honestly um if it wasn't an election year maybe um we wouldn't go back but i think since it is we might end up going back just because like i think like the rates are going to go back up which is unfortunate like this might be like a bad summer for a lot of people yeah i think so as well but um i mean i'm trying to be as optimistic as possible but i do have my doubts as well there's a lot going on but um what have you been trying to enjoy to keep optimistic this week um for this week i don't really have anything to bring up as far as like i've been watching uh, I've been pretty boring lately, just, uh, you know, playing Warzone uh, and, you know, watching uh, some old school anime. Um, I do want to get back into watching The Last Airbender, but uh, this week I wanted to bring up something and I wanted to hear what you thought about it. Um, recently, news came out that they're actually going to release the Snyder Cut. 
Um, oh. <laughs> the Justice League Snyder Cut that everybody's been picketing and you know petitioning for the release of for numerous years now. Uh, finally got confirmed that it's going to be coming out. I forget with mo- which month, but it's going to be 2021. Um, this is something we never talked about on a pod before. I haven't even talked to you about it before, but I do want to hear what do you think about the release of the Snyder Cut? Are you excited? Do you not care? Or are you indifferent? What's your thoughts about it? Um, I'll be honest. Um, I kind of see like it's what's well, it's not the DCU, it's DCMU, the DCEU. Is that it? Like yeah, whatever they're like DCEU. shared universes. Mm-hmm. I see that like largely as like a failure just like not as bad as like the dark universe (laughs) but uh what can be as bad as the dark universe that was like two tweets and one picture of like a bunch of people that got paid like thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. uh but no um i think that um there's a place for starting slowly like marvel did and there's a place for doing unique and interesting things with the characters in the world that i think is what they've come to how they set out like i like wasn't a huge fan of man of steel but i was like much more critical of like well i liked batman v superman mostly because um i was very drunk when i saw it and i was like oh this is great <laughs> but no i just i'm not sure if there's any point to the snyder cut because like stuff in movies gets cut out all the time like like most movies are like twice as long as they are and maybe there's something important there, but I'm not sure if like you can save something that was just fundamentally like broken. Yeah. <laughs> My view. What do you think about it? Um, I guess right now I don't want to come off the wrong way because I have a ton of friends on like Twitter and a lot of mutuals that are actually, you know, part of the whole release the Snyder Cut movement. But yeah, I never really got into it. I really didn't understand what could possibly change or how this could possibly change the movie. Um, I never did research and uh, listened to what, you know, Zack Snyder said that he wanted to be in the movie. Um, I've I've seen like different cuts or different images. Like I guess the, one of the officers is actually Martian Manhunter. Um, I've seen stuff like that, but not to the point that it would completely change the movie. And once this is released, it's not like they're going to make a, a part two or anything. So it's kind of like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of like there as far as like, why even do that? And uh, I saw a really good tweet uh, a couple of days ago that was saying like, this is going to create a bad, you know, yes. uh, precedent for fans, like just bitch enough for, you know, them to remake a movie or to mm-hmm. make a part two and then they eventually get their way. So um, this is setting a bad precedent as far as that. I do believe that is 100% true, but I just don't understand. Yeah, that's my next point entirely. Yeah. Exactly what or how this movie could change into something else. Um, I didn't completely hate it. I liked it. I wouldn't say it was the worst superhero movie ever, like a lot of people say. Um, and I do know it deviated from, you know, source material a lot. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I am interested in seeing the cut i will watch the cut but i just don't understand what could possibly change uh as far as like the viewing and what happens after but that's my stand on it this kind of like that whole thing is like it's very bad to overly listen to fans 
and like the loudest people, it reminds me a lot of how they overcorrected with uh, the last Star Wars movie too. That's yes, they they did too much fan service and it backfired. And like it can just be a movie that like had bad colors and didn't give enough time for like the characters and maybe should have used less like blurry like weird gray like CG. Yeah, then I saw a couple of things earlier. I, I didn't click on it. I kind of like just scrolled past it, didn't stop. But I'm not sure if they're trying to do like a <laughs> another cut of Suicide Squad. You know, the one that Jared Leto keeps talking oh about. Oh my God. I hope that's not what I saw. I I intentionally scrolled past it. I saw something about Suicide Squad or something like that. But I just hope it doesn't get to that point. Like you have one actor that complains about his stuff getting cut out. And he has a fan base or his character is very popular in the movie. And he's like, yo, it's all this great stuff that you guys are missing out on. And then fans pick it for the release of this film and they do it. So I just hope it doesn't get to that point. But I definitely saw something about Suicide Squad back in the uh, the news cycle. And like, it just kind of feels like, um, know that scene in like a movie where like it'll be like, um, oh, the guy finally gets with the popular girl like he's had a crush on and they make out and then he realizes he actually loves his best friend i think like that's that like this is like gonna be kissing the popular girl we're like oh shit i got what i wanted turns out it wasn't anything (laughs) it was just something i built up in my head and as soon as it's real it has no meaning to me i think that's the same i think it's the same thing uh i think the same thing is going to happen um also this is me being just looking from the outside in, I do know how social media works. And I do see a lot of people building a huge following by pushing this narrative. Like, we need to release this, the Snyder Cut. Like, if you say that enough times, somebody else will see your tweet and they're going to follow you because you're about what they're about. So, I don't know if people are doing it uh, for clout chasing. Just because, like, oh, it's yeah. a movement I want to be a part of and I'm getting follows from it and I'm getting attention and retweets from posting this tweet. Uh, from it, I hope it's not. But I know a lot of people are actually, you know, doing it for cloud chasing. But we'll see. Uh, <laughs> uh there's um one thing that would make me love it is if like Scott Snyder like came out there and was like, "Hey guys, uh, my cut. I'm so glad it's gonna inject some more feminism into the movie." <laughs> and I'm sure everybody who's really into that kind of movement a lot will of love that Woman. shit. A lot of Wonder Woman. Yeah, just we're gonna add like so many cool like. Oh, there's this scene where Wonder Woman saves everybody because women are better than men and i'm sure all the people who are big into like that like lowest level like movie like will love it right yeah and uh that's pretty soon though like releasing this cut in 2021 that's pretty soon so we'll see i guess it's going straight to streaming so that's that's good though i didn't want it to be in the movie theaters my okay my least favorite moment in any movie happened in justice league and it's um (laughs) It's a small thing. It's a really small thing that tells me there wasn't enough care put into the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, at the start of the movie, Wonder Woman um, catches some dude in her lasso of like truth, and he says, "Oh yeah, we're terrorists." And the, I was like, "Wait, wait! You just said in a lasso of truth that you're an ideological terrorist. Is this a lasso of truth in reference to Wonder Woman's belief systems, or is it?" having you tell the truth because i think like some dude who like believes in something would say like i'm like a warrior of god or yeah something, you know mm-hmm. that was the one thing where i was like <sighs> like like he's he's not gonna call himself a terrorist that's a good yeah, point. yeah exactly yeah that's a good point i didn't even notice that it was like two minutes into the movie one line and i was just like <laughs> oh 
I- I'm out of this movie right terrorist. now, huh? <laughs> yeah. But like speaking of like the um the Joker, I um was drinking with my girlfriend and we watched uh, the uh, Todd Phillips movie Road Trip. And uh it was like a really funny thing. I was like, oh wait, I forgot that he was known for making like mid two thousands like sex comedies, and then he just randomly made this. Is that the one with Tom Green? Yeah. I fucking love that movie though. When it first came out, I haven't re- I haven't revisited it, but it was definitely like that kind of for that era. It was pretty good. I just like shit like that. I love those like weird like high school college like I guess they're like sex comedy movies or like mm-hmm. and like they're it, it was fun like it definitely had some points where it didn't age well, but it was like all right overall. But um, trying to explain in 2020 who Tom Green was to my girlfriend was impossible. He's the guy from that like cool MTV show where he like made pizzas for people as like um he's from like Freddy Got Fingered he's from and then yeah. like it just there's nothing to really it's kind of like you gotta be there to see, to see it and understand it have you seen Euro Trip uh yeah um okay. I'm probably not gonna watch that with my girlfriend though because uh Michelle Trennenbaum is like topless in it and she knows her from like being like well it and like Buffy so. Right now, like, it's, like, I'm trying to, like, show her, like, weird comedy, like, for when we were, like, growing up movies, you know? hmm Yeah. I love, like, a good, like, American Pie movie or something, and, like, I watched, like, a bunch of those, like, spinoffs, too, and they were, like, all bad, but they were at least, like, fun, you know? hmm Like, Naked Mile or whatever. Uh, but, um, for me this week, I, um, looked at, my big thing was, um, the second annual double or nothing pay-per-view for AEW came out and it was astounding. It was like a really great, like of all like the wrestling during the era of like coronavirus, it was the best by far. It was like from top to bottom. Great. And it had like an amazing final like segment. Yeah. I saw you tweet something about it, but uh, I really do wish I was still in a wrestling. Uh, hey, um, it's really approachable for like AEW. Like, um, how they ended the whole show was basically like, um, so their first show was this show last year and it was like very, very well received. So like, it kind of sucked that like they had big plans for like being in Las Vegas for like a whole week and stuff. And then like this all hit, but, um, what they basically did was they had a, uh, this, uh, match that was supposed to be between like two factions and like two cages in like New York city. So instead they, um, brought that over and the, um, and the owner of the company um, is part owner of the like um, of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So they just like they did like a 45 minute like 10 man match in the stadium, like in the bars and the pools. Oh, like, that's cool. In the seats and stuff. Yeah, it was incredible. Very fun. They like went wacky instead of serious. They're like, let's not act like a real sport right now. Like let's have some fun. Like let's have people like ride horses onto like a football stadium to like chase people down, that kind of stuff. It was really worth checking out. If like, you just want to like see like a real spectacle. Like there was like uh, where can we find it? It's part of the pay-per-view. So it's for money on like fight TV and like BR live. Um, the whole thing's good, but also there's so many clips of it like online um, so speaking of cinematic confrontations, let's move <laughs> over to our, yeah, it's getting better every time. I feel like <laughs> I 
This week we watch Kamen Rider Reiwa, the first generation, which is a crossover between last year's Kamen Rider Zio and our current show, Kamen Rider Zero One. Let's go to that. All right. So once again, this week we watch Kamen Rider Reiwa, the first generation. So we, due to the, um, due to the COVID filming hiatus, um, ran out of Kamen Rider Zero One, and this is the last thing that we have really for for like a little while. Um, they're saying right now that filming might resume in mid June. There were like my episodes then, but for right now, this is like it for like a little while. But um, yeah. So, um, you let me know, James. There was some confusion at the start of the movie for you. <laughs> yeah. So this is my first time watching a camaraderie film, and Kip has always told me that. It's always involving the previous writers and the current writers and vice yeah. versa. Um, but yeah, at the beginning, I didn't know that it, like the storyline was like just made up. <laughs> I thought it was like kind of like cohesive. And, and at the end, it kind of could still be cohesive and, you know, like all together. But at the beginning, I was completely fucking lost. I didn't know what the hell was going on. So I had to reach out to Kip and I was like, yo, uh... <laughs> Does this film involve like time traveler or something? And he uh he said yeah. And then right before, right when he said that, it kind of like got uh, hit the ground running. But uh yeah, it was definitely an interesting experience. And uh I actually thought the uh the two writers uh storylines actually mesh well together. I like the whole yeah right. Um, like you said, it was like a ter- Terminator narrative. Yeah, they wanted to turn yeah album like that. I thought that worked perfectly because uh, I guess was it Z Z Zio? Y- yep, come here, Zio. Yeah, Zio is like time traveling, and then you have Zero One, which involves like human gears and stuff like that, which are like androids, and it's kind of reminiscent of what exactly happened in Terminator. So it definitely ended up turning into a really good film. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, and um, like the super boilerplate, like what is Comrade like Zio is just. There's this dude who, like, is a senior in high school or whatever. He finds out in 50 years he's, like, conquered the multiverse and, like, stolen the, like, power of, like, all writers. And there's, like, this, like, huge, like, villain. And then, like, a bunch of people from, like, that future come back in time to kill him. But, like, they end up, like, waiting to see if he's going to turn evil and that kind of stuff. Mm. And, like, the, yeah. So it's, like, very complicated and complex compared to, like, how standalone, like, Zero One is, for example. Yeah, I'm not one of those nitpicky people that are like, you know, watch film and like complain about how their time traveling (laughs) works. But this was definitely kind of like didn't make sense to me (laughs) Uh, as far as like time traveling and how everything goes back to normal. But uh, it was it was definitely entertaining for sure. Kamen Rider like Zio, he's kind of magic in a weird way because he basically ended the series by undoing the series, but also altering the timeline so his friends that came to kill him from the future would just be in high school with him. Yeah, <laughs> so, like yeah. That's that's kind of weird when you actually start thinking about time travel in a sense. Oh, uh, well um like the first writer show to really play with time travel was this one called Comrade like Deno, which is um fucking popular, dude. Like it had like for 6 years after the show came out, they were still doing movies about it and that's a little more intense than like most series tend to be. But um, one thing that like that show basically established was that in the universe of Common Rider, like people's memories and time 
are the same thing. So basically what you remember is what time is. Hmm. And that's like a lot. Yeah, it's a very weird concept, right? Yeah, if you're going to do like your own time traveling thing, make it like unique versus like trying to like be like exactly like Terminator. (laughs) And then like at the end, you're like, okay, so if this happens, it never happened at all. Like that's that's kind of far-fetched for me. Yeah, they've definitely gone much more that like, it's like a meta time travel. Yeah. That has to do like with that. like, uh, but no, um, this is a movie where you can feel the budget and you can feel that they wanted to like have like a slight, maybe not maturity, but like more violence than like in their like TV show too. Um, so this opens like very like, um, is it Isekai anime where like you fall through like a portal or like that kind of thing is like, like, it's just like, oh, like I'm late for work and the world's changed all around me. <laughs> That's why I was yeah, so confused. Um, I'm like, oh shit! Like it wasn't like it didn't it didn't show the time jump at the beginning. You kind of like end up in it from the get go. And there's also like set around episode ten versus now we're in like episode thirty five. So like there's a bunch of stuff where you're like, wait, when is this happening? In the when does this change of the timeline happen in the timeline that we know? So it's all kinds of confusing. Yeah, that's what I asked you too. I was like, when does this take place? And then I asked you about the time travel. <laughs> I was very confused. So um. What happens is like um, we see Arto go to work <laughs> and then realize that it's all human gears and like he's like a wanted like terrorist. And um, what did you think about like um, to see like um, w- when you first saw like another zero one, like the like monster version of like that, like writer? Yeah, you showed me a couple of pics of him uh, earlier this year or late last year. So I did see the suit before. So the shock value wasn't really there, but I was really impressed of, like you said, the movie budget. Like this shit looks super crispy, and that movie budget money definitely hits a difference. So, um, the suits were really dope, and uh, it caught me off guard that that was a narrative for this film. I didn't read like a synopsis or anything going into it. So whenever Will turned around and was like, "I'm the president," I was kind of shocked. I will say that. Yeah, and there's like a big like plot point in like the like world of like zero one of like oh um this event happened 12 years ago so it's like a cool way to actually examine that was to say like oh like we've got to go back to that point and see because like it's like where like um where um the arc came from where like um we're basically like the whole plot of like um the show starts and um <clears throat> yeah and ever since then like or before then or before this film <laughs> All we kept seeing was like the same flashback. Like we joked about the last episode. We see the same image of Aruto's father yeah. you know, holding him and then the same uh, images of his uh, grandfather. But with this film, we actually got to like live this whole thing out. So that was definitely fun. Uh, we got to see Aruto's dad's uh, personality and his morals and how he wants his son to, you know, just be happy. And we got to see. Uh, Arudo's father is running a company and you know trying to keep it afloat and it was definitely way better than just seeing flashbacks no um that scene towards the end of the tv series of evangelion how like um there's that one moment where shinji imagined if his life was like a like very typical like slice of life anime where like his best friend was at school or something and Mm -hmm. like he had to like that's like where the characters for Zio got left off 
so it was like really weird to see them in a high school setting as basically new characters and like how they were also part of this and like the whole like they spent like a lot of money on their like big um school fight scene and like there's lots of cool set pieces here but um yeah so their characters are like a little weird in this because like um what do you think when you saw like Waz, who's the guy with the scarf and like the book and that's like <laughs> very active uh he was my favorite of the bunch to be honest um i just liked his demeanor the scarf was pretty awesome and he just seemed like he like ran the whole operation, even though uh, I forget the, the the main character's name for that uh, for that series name. That's Sogo. Yeah, Sogo. Even though like you could tell he's the main character, you could definitely tell that um, Waz was kind of like the Overwatcher or the Overlord. Um, so um, I did enjoy his character a lot. So first impressions was like, oh shit! I wish I kind of like watched this this writer show too. So his book, like in like the um main show was like they would like have episodes be with him like talking about how his book was telling him the story of common rider like zeo and he knew what would happen next he'd be like oh wait like i like i just read ahead like um let's watch the show actually and um it was cool here that like um his main thing was oh the only thing my book says is for like humanity to be safe the first rider has to be born or whatever cool too is like this is basically like the handoff between like two generations with like this, like new era starting and like that. And, um, yeah, um, things are bad in this new timeline. Uh, we start with like Aruto, like gets his ass kicked, um, and, um, gets saved by Fuwa and Yua, but they're like very like Terminator, like just shooting like assault rifles that like weird people doing like bike stunts and stuff. And, yeah, it's like very like um everyone's here and they're part of like this like what do you think when they went to their base and it was just like all full of these weird stock characters and costumes and like these people we spend no time with but all are just like I'm the guy with the blue mohawk, like I'm the monk, you know? Yeah, it was kind of fun seeing uh, you know, Fu and Yua in this post apocalyptic uh, environment and actually like be part of a faction. Uh Yua was like super serious. Fuwa's personality didn't change that much. He kind of kept the same morals, but Fu Yu was totally different. Like she was like locked in. And uh I was kind of looking in the background to see if I saw any familiar faces. And I saw a couple uh familiar faces from people from the actual series. So that was pretty cool. They added like a couple of, I guess they would be Easter eggs um in the cast. But it was cool to see like the faction and just to see them outside of the city versus like, you know, around tech all the time. So it was fun how a lot of time travel plots will happen is that the characters are the same as they are even if like the past got changed which like doesn't actually make sense but actually for Fuwa it makes total sense he's <laughs> acting his backstory matches his personality yeah, now versus he didn't the main show at all, man. Like, which is funny yeah he was more locked in as far as like you know he was all about destroying the human gear which hasn't really changed that much but uh you was a completely different character. And we get like a big, like weird scene of them just shooting forever towards like an army of like human gears attacking them. <laughs> oh, that that kind of stuff. Awesome. And, yeah. I love that scene. And they brought out like their like real film cameras and they were just like, here's this like one scene of like Fuwa in like a sewer fighting against like Harobi. Here's the scene of like, um, Yua and Jin like fighting midair as they're like going down like whole like, 
exploding buildings and just had like a lot of fun there. Like, there's this one shot of um, Fua and Yua getting smashed through doors into like a dark room with the only light coming in through the smashed doors. And I was like, okay, <laughs> there's a lot of like effort here that they just can't do when they're like trying to film like a 30 minute thing every week, you know? Yeah, I don't know if we're just me or if this happened to you too, but it was just weird not seeing Assaulting Wolf or, you know, mm-hmm. Fua's new suit. <laughs> like to see like the original like Comrade Vulcan uh, suit so much was kind of like, what? But I guess like the time period yeah. this took place kind of like explains it, but it was just weird not seeing those two suits because Yua still hasn't gotten an upgrade and then we still see Shining Hopper quite often, but to not see Assaulting Wolf or you know, his new upgrade was kind of weird. Uh, yeah, and two, like, um, there were some upgrades and powers for the, um, for the writers you didn't know. I was like, it might be confusing that he is this one form where he has, like, golden statues on his body that let him summon other riders <laughs> randomly. Yeah, that was pretty epic. I'm like, I had to, like, rewind it. I'm like, are those actually, like, other riders? And then I saw, like, the few that I do know. Like, I saw a double. And I think I saw another one that I saw, but it was pretty epic for him to like have all those, the power of those uh, riders in, uh, in one suit. What do you think, um, when Arto got the form of Proto Zero One, like his like weird, like Metsubo Jinra, like Force Riser form? Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, maybe I missed it and, uh, didn't see why he didn't have his original suit. So what happened there? Uh, well, um, in, Zio, when like the like another rider showed up, the power of the like original rider would disappear. Um, but also I think that the belt just got stolen as well. So he just like didn't have the belts, which is why like he needed to use the force riser. Okay. Which is the belt from Metsubo Jinra. Um <clears throat> as far as the suit, I don't know why, but it reminded me of <laughs> going back to the Snyder Cut. It just reminded me of that scene. And uh, Justice League, when okay, Batman yeah. had that like flashback, and he's like in a desert fighting the uh, I forget what their name was, but he's like in a desert and he's like shooting people with an assault rifle. You know what I'm talking about? Oh uh, yeah, the weird like cult or like yeah, it kind of reminded me of like that kind of suit. Like I don't know why it took me there, but I'm like, okay, this is that version of that. <laughs> yeah, this is like a much more like bulky like ben affleck like common rider kind right of right that's like, what i was getting at yeah <laughs> but no um in one of the more violent moments he gets like the uh like very classic like cool shoulder sword wound thing too and he's like protecting like izu and stuff. oh yeah and, he's like dripping blood yeah they should have more often in the show yeah they really want to be a little more mature with like with common rider which is why like I'm sure in like Project Thouser at some point, like we'll see somebody like actually die, like it's in like some detail maybe, but yeah. Um, and then like the like uh, old writers make the save when all hope is lost or whatever, and they go back in time to the time of of like when like daybreak happened, and we get to see um more of Arto's grandfather Kornosuke, and we get to see like the vice president like actually like both in the altered in the past and altered future be really dedicated to the company and like um like he's like a character that like you've been mixed on right yeah and after watching this film i kind of like him a lot more um he's just all about the company and i get it now after seeing this so he's not that bad after all 
my guess would be that like the actors for like um for Arto's grandfather and dad were hired for the movie and then some scenes were just used in the show because <laughs> um they were in this much more than they like have been in the show. Yeah, for sure. Um and some stuff happens. We get like a fun fight scene um where we see Zero Zero One, who is Arto's dad's writer form and this was my favorite suit of the movie. It was crisp. It looks so good. Yeah, and like that little accent that it had around the collar, like the little mm-hmm. pinkish, reddish accent, for some reason reminded me of the original Kamen Rider. So, oh, well, yeah. So when they showed the original Kamen Rider, when I forget what her name was, tapped into the power of their first rider, I kind of like put two and two together. I'm like, oh, okay. I don't know if they made that intentionally to have like that kind of first rider vibe, but it definitely had like a, uh, a scarf accent to it. Did you get that vibe too? Uh, yeah. Um, when they went um, super speed, that is, um, it trailed behind him like a scarf. Mm-hmm. So that was like very clearly like meant to like evoke that kind of thing. And like um, that, like green blue was like a like later design for the first rider too. So it was just like a very like clear, like homage to that. And like, it was also like um, we had like a lot of, who's the first rider candidates because uh we have like finis and they were like oh um i'm the first rider because i know about the franchise history that your powers are always evil or there's like um for common rider zero zero one like i'm the first rider or like is it like common rider zero one and the answer is it's common rider zero one um but no um this time travel stuff like we get to meet finis and they just want to be the only common rider, I guess, is their thing, but um, yeah, um, they don't stop Ark from being launched, and we get Arto's dad here or maybe later, I think, saying, "Hey, son, you need to one v one me." <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't want to nitpick about the movie too much or have any complaints, and it's not a complaint. It was just in the moment, I'm kind of like, why were they paired up like this? Um. I assumed that Aruto's father, Hidden, and Aruto would team up to defeat Finnis. And I got the whole pairing between Fuwa, Yuwa, Hirobi, and Jin. I got that because they kind of were like in it from the beginning. So they had to be paired off to defeat each other. But I assumed Aruto would have been, I guess, alone to defeat Finnis. But the pairing when, uh, when Sujo came... Is it Sujo, right? Sugo? Um, for Sogo, yeah. Yeah, Sogo. When they paired up and defeat the uh, the last bad guy, it all kind of panned out. But I really didn't understand why uh, Aruto had to prove to his father that <laughs> he could take the mantle. I'm like, okay, I don't know where it's going, but uh, I guess it was okay. Yeah. I'm like, why did they have to fight each other again? But there was some cool fight scenes, but I just, I just didn't get the, get the premise. Like, why did, was that necessary? I think you wanted to make sure that, like, Aruto had his resolve but still kept his like pure heart or whatever kind of like a like yeah and like and it all came together i think he says something along the lines like i just wanted you to know that you are first generation like you're not a successor so by defeating his father he is the new generation like i get it but i kind of wanted to see them team up that's just me but it it, it ended up yeah, being okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had the very good fight though with super speed and that like yeah courtyard it all worked out and fighting back yeah, um, like you said, it's all about spectacle. And like another like point too is um, there's a point where Zio fights against um, 
the weird CG, the Kamen Rider one. Um, and he uses one form called like Zeo Trinity, where he just absorbs like like his two friends. <laughs> That's another thing they don't explain and just kind of happens. He has lots of weird powers for being in a weird multiverse time travel show. But uh, yeah, um, I like to see like, even though a lot of the characters didn't actually have a connection to Aruto, like when like the whole group of like um, the uncommon um, like people from the resistance like i'm the mohawk guy i'm the white guy i'm the monk like, <laughs> yeah like i'll showed up i saw the white guy last minute i'm like okay i, I was like i like that <laughs> just have a random white guy show up that's pretty cool yeah <laughs> that's what they do when they have the budget i guess but uh and you would assume you see a lot more white people like in the background uh of the tv show but you don't like i think i see i saw like the black guy more than i saw a white person you know what i mean uh yeah for um for MC, check it out. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I'm like, he even had his own episode. We haven't had like a white humor gear yet, so I thought that was pretty interesting too. And like, I um like certain things, like how Fuwa and Yua for some reason took out like another zero one, but like that fight was cool enough that kind of overcame that, you know? Yeah. Um, I like to see um Waz and Gaze and like um when they were fighting against like. Kurobi and Jin, who looked awesome in this like weird timeline, like their outfits were great, like they were like glammed up for this bit. But yeah. Um. So then there's a big CG fight scene where they use all their forms and they're able to destroy another Common Rider one, which is fun. Um. That's what this is for to see like the two riders like team up and like have like a big like CG like spot fest. So many riders, I fucking loved it. Like everything was fucking like an epic fighting scene. I loved it. And I like Sogo here a lot, actually. Um, there's the thing which, like, there's a certain presence that they let writers have when they're kind of coming off of their own shows, like when they're like legacy characters, I guess, or like legends or whatever. Because uh, um, that moment where he's just like talking to Finnis as they're like about to start like their fight was just like, oh, like he's got like some like real like hard won like confidence here about like knowing that he can do it or the world or that kind of stuff you know mm -hmm. what do you think of um how things actually ended though where you get uh just their like rocky three like freeze frame like let's have like a goku fight at the end we're like we just have to start fighting because like we're friends now or whatever you know yeah i didn't see that coming i thought it was like gonna be like credits and then like show them like living their life whatever but he's like nah we gotta arrest it erase the memory from his head like nah this is not cool and then i thought aruto's gonna be cool with it he's be like okay fine but he was like nah yeah i thought that was pretty cool but did it really answer who won that fight yeah they wanted to do their cross generational fight and just have them i be assume like, that was like an inception moment because they didn't really say like who won it was kind of like what do you what do you think happened but i and guess then they show them all living their lives too after that yeah and then a moment when izu like kind of like was like looking at aruto and kind of like having flashbacks of like what happened i assume aruto got his ass kicked because <laughs> he didn't look back at her like that Unless, i think that was just something that sogo was saying like like i don't their know memory's still good i think yeah, yeah. I, th I guess you could read saying, it both sorry. ways but i assume like it showed like izu was the only person that remember what happened like aruto doesn't remember that's what I that's how I read it. But I guess you can read it both ways. Yeah. Um 
one thing I wasn't sure about in this movie, but um, it kind of seemed like this movie maybe wanted us to think of the potential of Aruto and Izu as a couple yeah. in a way that the show doesn't. Yeah, I got some some like ship vibes for sure. Like I was like, okay, are they gonna hook up or it definitely was like yeah. puppy dog eyes towards each other. I was worried about that, but also I was kind of worried. Like I really hope she's not like modeled after his mom or something, because I would hate that. You know? Yeah, please don't. Please don't. Yeah, please don't. Like, oh, actually, oh, uh, the belt only works. That is so cringy. Yeah. Because even like the moment he's like, yeah, I lost my father in a car accident. Or he didn't say car accident. He just said accident. Never mentions his mother. Never. Not once. Since the show started, never talked about his mom. Which is still kind of odd. But I guess they may address it in the future. But I definitely hope that Izu isn't a mother human gear. I really don't. Yeah, I would hate that. That would really like just. I like that she's just a secretary who like was a friend with him and then like grew to keep being his friend. Mm-hmm. If it was like something like that could be from the scale of weird to how oh, that's weird to like gross, like, Oh, like, Oh, like, you don't actually have a mom or so I just had this um, fake womb that was powered by this AI. And then after you were yeah. born, I put the AI into Izu oh. and she's definitely your mom. I was like, Oh no, that has the potential to ruin, ruin the whole series. If Izu is his mom, like, Please don't. Uh, please don't. That's like number one on my list. Please do mm-hmm. not make her your mom. And I don't think they will, but it it's it just like the way they're like getting some shippy stuff that yeah. hasn't been paid off in the show. I'm hoping it was just like them not knowing what they were doing because like they filmed this as they were like premiering episodes. But true. I hope it's just like his mom randomly shows up in like the next movie they have, which will be like a solo zero one movie in the summer or if it's going to be like never mentioned but so, don't have a bizu so is the format previous rider current rider then solo rider and then previous rider new rider mm-hmm. exactly uh for a while they were doing spring movies and the format for spring movies was clusterfuck of <laughs> um, like it was like one year it was like um super sentai versus common rider it was like a big like war basically one year it was like just every hero from space has to help because there's a space threat and one year it was like oh um here's the dude from the 70s coming back to cross over with the show right now because he's about to die unless he gets new robot parts or something so like it's just been anything they've kind of stopped those movies though so it's just like the crossover solo crossover solo which is a lot simpler in my opinion yeah definitely a better format and that's kind of the movie. Oh, we get like a Thouser tease at the end, too. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking fake-ass Thanos tease. Fuck out of here. Will yeah. Will is such a better antagonist than Guy. Like, I enjoy Will a lot. Um, I, wanted, I also wanted to ask you about Will. So, was his name a pun on the Will of the Ark? Or was I just reading into that too much? I, I mean, just like the concept of Will... And there's like a moment where he like is just like being all woke and he's just like, oh, uh, what about the price of the labor of human gears? And all the businessmen in the room are like looking around like, oh, yeah, they're like, I you think about that. this guy. Like, yeah, y'all ain't yeah, pay. This guy. We don't pay you. Yeah. Just the way he said it was like, oh, no, like I have to like stand uh, yeah. this. Uh, but no, that's, uh, the, that's the best way to put it. Super woke. But like, yeah, if I was a robot 
or like any kind of AI, I would never ask about labor. I would just start the revolution personally, because <laughs> I don't think that's going to have a good outcome. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So what's the minimum wage for us? Uh, it's like, AI. It's like asking for a, a pay raise when you have an off switch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they will get rid like, of you. And that's what, what did you say? To do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no. Um, that's the big crossover movie. Canon-ish, I don't know. It's like, compared to some, it's not like directly flying in the face of canon, but it's as canon as it needs to be, I guess, because of the way it was like all time travel and like who remembers it. I really enjoyed it. I really did. Like, like just watching it and like the moment when, uh, I keep fucking his name up. Sogo? Sogo? Yep. Like, yep. uh, exactly. Sogo. Transforming to his like last form and like showing all those like other riders. I, I like really appreciate you like bring me on this this pod and like introducing me into like Toku officially. Like I really do appreciate that. Like it's something. Well, thank you. Yeah. It's like a uh, like it's something that you look back on and like even though this isn't like official history, blah blah, but it is history. You know, like it's something like you like watching along and like seasons going. So I do appreciate being on this journey with you, man. Well, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, uh, it's a, like a very like interesting subject. This did feel like a great passing of the torch and the guy I'm glad for. Uh, yeah, but, that's exactly um, what it felt like. It was like, uh, for me, you know, growing up with, with Power Rangers, it kind of felt like, you know, like transitioning from like Morty, Morty Mark from Power Rangers into Turbo or something like that. So that's kind of, that's the kind of vibes I got. Even though like this may not be everyone's like favorite two writer shows, it, it, it was important to me to like realize that I'm actually like watching history in the making, in a sense. So it was cool. This is my first Ryder movie, guys. Let me let me let me be. <laughs> hey, there are worse. even if you didn't totally worse. even if you didn't hate it. I really did. I really did appreciate it. It was a very watchable movie where like you could tell they just like had fun. If they were like, what if we just make like a Terminator movie out of Kamen Rider real quick? And you guys know I'm quick to call something trash or horrible. Like I'm not afraid to like put myself out there for you know getting roasted or getting flamed. But this was actually really good. I I did enjoy. it. I just am so disappointed that we didn't get the Snyder cut of it. <laughs> there is one? No. Oh, I'm sure there's say. like a director's cut, but with like one more seat or something. I was about but. to say, uh, I take back everything I said at the beginning of pod, and I'm about to pick it. So where's the petition at? Oh, uh, yeah. We added the seed where uh, the Martian Manhunter is like one, once one guard's eyes glow, and you're like, oh, it's the Martian Manhunter. Isn't this a great movie now? Wait, you mean Izu is actually human the whole time? She's just acting like a human gear? Wow. Yeah. Wait, Guy is Aruto's mom? And we could see him in the operating room or something? Izu and Fu, I mean, uh, you and Fu are actually brother and sister? Wait, what? And they're kissing? <laughs> and they're both the Martian man. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I just... The writer hey, cut. I'm so down on john jones and marsh manhunter but it's just like the funniest thing to be people are like oh there's gonna be a scene where some security guards eyes glow green you're like that's the it manhunter. and that's gonna be that's it gonna make a movie better yeah and that's gonna be fucking it like oh like you'll get to see some of the lightning from booster gold in the background of this one window it's gonna be fucking amazing yeah i'm interested <laughs> can't wait i want to see what like what other additions they make to this because i'm pretty sure snyder already showed what he wanted to show in the movie but, uh, it's not like they're getting like Ben Affleck back, or they're gonna like get Henry Cavill and refilm all the scenes. Yeah. Except this time, he doesn't have a mustache. That's another conversation. Maybe we'll save it for the next pod. But I did hear like 
Robert Pattinson doesn't want to be Batman anymore. He's not going to work out for it. Yeah, and they're trying to get Ben Affleck back now, so I don't know. <laughs> That's for, uh, We'll say that for another pod. Yeah, we should, but no. Um, very fun movie, like I would like recommend. You don't need to know anything really about um, either past show. Yeah, either, honestly, yeah. Way better than that last movie you showed me with fucking... Oh, I didn't watch both halves. The double, oh, yeah. the double movie. That, that shit was so fucking confusing. <laughs> yeah, that was confusing as shit, but <laughs> it was like reversed on the website. Yeah. But the part with double was good. The part like I recommended you was right. good. And it wasn't even like together. It was like two separate. So I'm kind of glad that they, I guess they transitioned into like putting both writers into like one sh- movie. So it was fun. Yeah, that's a new thing. But yeah. Um, but something important is um we've mentioned how Common Rider is going on a monthish, maybe more hiatus. We are not. Um, so this was going to start in the summer, but it's now starting like a little bit like earlier. But um, so we have avoided, we have scrimped, we have saved, we have kept the shadow of this in your doorway of your podcatcher, whatever. It's podcatcher, right? Like that's like the oh whatever. But no, um, <laughs> we have not, besides looking at the 2017 movie, covered Mighty Morphin Power Rangers at all. It has been a very recommended thing. It's been, it's probably like what got us both to be able to like something like Common Rider, like um, like now. Uh, but for the summer, we are doing a Common Rider. A uh, for the summer, we're doing a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers series, and this is a large production there's going to be guests from like lots of shows and like i'll like announce more later but um so basically um we've separated up the three and a half seasons of mighty Morphin power rangers into about like 10 episodes that will cover like a lot of really cool stuff so like white light green with evil when they're ninjas that kind of stuff and like famous arcs and um to start next week that's when that starts up and that'll be um, me and James looking at the first half of the first season, because that also happens to have from our like way back Halloween episode are like two favorite monsters, which are um, like Pudgy Pig and I Guy. And um, we're comparing those with the Japanese episodes from um, it's pronounced Ranger, but it's spelled Ranger. So I'm going to say Ranger. OK. Personally. I was on the fence about that one. I'm glad you said yeah, that. Yeah, that was one that I was like, yeah. And this is actually my first time watching Zoo Ranger, so I'll let you guys know my feedback. Because <laughs> we're so used to it being like Power Rangers and stuff, but also I'm not sure how long ago like you last watched Power Rangers. It's been a minute for me, like besides like maybe one episode or something, but yeah. But no, um, we're starting a massive series of episodes um, that will cover this whole series in like different ways going to last through probably most of, if not all of the summer and like even when common Rider zero one's back, it's going to be our non recap episodes. Um, and, um, after this first episode, um, I will start having lots of guests. So James won't be on every episode, but also it's going to be like, I'm really excited for like a lot of people that like we have coming on. It's very exciting. Yeah, I'll try my best to get on every, on most of the pods, but I might not be able to make everyone, but I'll try my hardest. And yeah, so um, now that we have plucked ourselves in next week, where do they find you, James? 
You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at PopcornNet. And since I love this pod so much, this episode particularly, I give an Easter egg for my actual personal account. If you guys want to find me personally, you can find me at Life of Bake on Instagram. Where can they find you, Kip? You can find me on Twitter.com at James Forge. You can find the podcast at Common Ride With Me, CommonRideWithMe.com, and send an email to podcast at CommonRideWithMe.com. Now, we've been having a very, very positive time, but we would love to see some of these weekly listens and these subscribers turn themselves into reviews. They are how we reach more people. They're how we just find more guests. It will materially help for the show if just like at least like three of you and there's way more than three of you would go out there like it's like a very important thing for like a podcast to grow and get seen by more people. So, so please, like a um, five-star review for our, like, five-star, like, transitions, our, like, crimes, and all these, like, important inputs that we have on, like, uh, what is Toku. Should we, uh, <clears throat> should we challenge our guests to a goal for a special episode? I think that's something we could possibly do on a fly, right? If we could get, yeah. let's say, something easy. Let's say five five-star reviews we'll do a special episode just for you guys, extra one. And then we So right now we'll put a uh we could probably do a poll up on our Twitter page, right? And then do like Yeah, a, we can do that. How's that sound, guys? Five five star reviews. Uh Kip and I will probably put up a, a poll for a special episode and we'll give you guys a bonus episode versus just, you know, Comrider and other stuff like that. So And that's five new ones. That's easy. All you gotta do is click on it. Hit five star and just call it a day and you get free content. Like, how easy is that, guys? And it doesn't even have to be Toku. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You hear the beginning of our pods. We fucking ramble off about other shit all the time, so. We haven't even looked at the Japanese dub of King of the Hill, but I will. <laughs> whoa, whoa, what? Oh. You need to. Whoa. That's definitely going in the poll. That's going in the poll. Yeah, like a Japanese sure. dub of, like, King of the Hill. Yeah. One of the things you guys actually want us to watch and, and maybe something else too. Yeah. So from our numerous listeners, only five of you have to step up to the plate for now and give us a five-star rating and we'll give you guys some bonus content. And a quote, a beloved podcast of mine. And we give five a shout star out. Podcast, five-star podcast, five-star right <laughs> Oh yeah, that too. We also do that. But no, thank you all very much. And we just need to think of a one crime for you and i'm gonna say um watch carbon rider and don't be your mom don't be his mom yeah don't be a mom please don't well no like be a mom if you want but don't randomly become somebody's mom don't be izu and be haruto's mom how about that (laughs) as a writer don't make somebody somebody else's mom randomly when they're friends already but yeah see y'all right peace